Good morning, church. I have announcements for 30 minutes. <laughs> About five pages long. You know, it's a beautiful Sunday morning, isn't it? Uh, I, I have always been a boy, a kid, a young man who always loved to put up my hand first, you know? So... When CCC, when we started about 11 years ago, we were looking for an MC. And actually, I had a fear of public speaking. But the Lord raised my hand. And uh, so here I am 13 years later. I've told quite a number of jokes. But I've got something for you today. I'm not going to tell any joke. Uh, when, when I put up my hand uh, to speak on 16th of March, uh, I have to admit uh, that I didn't know that actually today is a big day for my family. Today is the 24th wedding anniversary for Rosie and myself. <laughs> You know, the Lord said, a woman with a noble character is his husband's crown. And she is my crown. Thank you, Rosie. Oh, we, have been, we have been married for 24 years. And these 24 years, you know, I, I thank my father. Uh, she is the one doing the forgiving 99% of the time. I'm the one always begging for forgiveness. <laughs> and, uh, thank you for putting up with me all uh, these 24 years. And um, you know, over, over the last 11 years at CCC, when we first joined CCC, and uh, I see a lot of new faces, so bear with me. I'd like to introduce my family a little bit to you. When we first joined CCC about 11 years ago, uh, we had Sunday... Uh, service actually in the basement of, uh, of one of our congregational members. Yeah, um, and as our church grew, uh, it became a congregation of 30, 50, 200, 300, and, and, and God has blessed this church tremendously, and so has He blessed our family. Uh, we have two beautiful daughters, uh, they grew up in CCC. Um, one of them, Stephanie, the older one, is uh, second year in university in Singapore. Uh, the younger one, Kimberly, she's 15, uh, four, 15, yes. She started uh, grade 9 in an international school in Singapore. We sent her back last year. So last year was a year of transition for our family. Uh, Rosie has been traveling back and forth. I've been traveling back and forth uh, between uh, Singapore and uh, Beijing. Uh, you know, the last couple of weeks... Uh, at our church in Singapore. And again, it's such a huge blessing when, when, when we dedicate our lives uh, to God. Is that we followed actually our youth pastor to this church in Singapore. You know, John Sorrell, if some of you remember, uh, they're running a big uh, youth camp in Singapore this weekend. Uh, Joe and Joyce Jackson are down there together with them. Uh, so actually, when our daughter left for Singapore to study university, we actually 
chose a place to live in Singapore that is like a five minutes walking distance to the church. So such, such a huge bless, uh, blessing. And as, as we went through the sermons the last couple of weeks on faith, relentless faith, I felt compelled. Uh, I felt the, the urging of God to, to, uh, to, to share with you uh, uh, his message uh, this morning. Uh, I'd like to look at uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. So we must have faith to seek the provisions and promises of God, to seek eternal life. Uh, let's pray. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, Father, we thank you for, for Jesus, uh, for, for his sacrifice on the cross for our sins. Uh, for, for we are wiped clean and we are reunited with you. Father, we thank, uh, thank you for this congregation, this, fami- uh, this family of brothers and sisters. Father, we also thank you for bringing other brothers and sisters who have still not known you. Father, we pray that this message uh, that, uh, that you asked me to deliver this morning, Father, that the words are yours uh, and that you touch each and every one of us, Father, in our journey of faith uh, with you. And for those who are still yet to receive this message, Father, we pray that you make yourself very real to them. All this we thank you and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, in my early years, early years, huh? I'm not going to tell you how many years ago because then you will know that uh, I'm still in my early 40s. Oh, the ladies are smiling, so thank you for your affirmation. Uh, um, uh, when I was 17 in high school, how many of you have heard of the Wall Street Journal? The Economist, Newsweek. uh, Our high school had the privilege of actually having sponsorship from the Wall Street Journal, the Economist, and the Newsweek. Like five students would get a free sponsorship to read these magazines and this newsletter for like uh, two years in high school. I put up my hand. And actually, competition wasn't there because I was the only one who put up my hand in high school. You know, so I read the Wall Street Journal, I read Newsweek, I read The Economist when I was 17. That was way back in Singapore then. And, and when I started reading this, I had an ambition. I wanted to be like one of those big guys who ran IBM, who ran Ford, ran the Fortune 500, you know, become one of those big boys. And that, has, that was always my, my dream. I studied foreign languages, uh, learned German. I went to work in five different countries, relocated seven times over the last 27 years. Uh, ran a business unit for a multinational. Was sent all around the world. I worked in the US, I worked in Sweden, I worked in Thailand. When I came to China, I was ready to take on a big role. And I was given big roles. I was asked to run China for a U.S. multinational. 
And that wasn't enough. When the call came, and they said, Stephen, before you go on and rule the world, show us that you can run Asia. And I said, yeah. You know, so I, I ran Asia. As far east as Japan, as far west as India, as far south as Australia and New Zealand. By the way, New Zealand oysters are fantastic. Huh? Yeah, really, really fresh. Um, and something happened in 2007. Something happened. Uh, if, if our Lord did not orchestrate that, I would not know if I would be able to give uh, Rosie the flowers this morning. Uh, she, wasn't, she wasn't doing well suddenly. And here I was chasing my dream of wanting to rule the world. And I had Rosie who was down and pretty much out. I had been a believer already for, for quite a number of years at that time. And coming to church on Sunday morning was part of the schedule. was nice, was correct. And when I sat there, sometimes on Sunday morning, before we came to Beijing, I wished that actually, with such great weather, I could be making a couple of birdies on the golf course. That was how I was listening in church, or actually not listening in church. And when that event came, I, I turned to God and I said, God, what, what should I do? What should I do? And Abraham which is the father of the nation, father of so many tribes. When God tested him, he offered his son Isaac as a sacrifice. I, uh, it was a struggle for me to sacrifice my Isaac. But I did it. But I did it. You know, it was it was real, you know. And 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 as I grew in my walk with uh, with Jesus, and when I read this passage again and again, then I realized it is not just about Abraham or about me. It's it's, it's God sacrificing His one and only begotten Son, Jesus, for us. What could be greater than this? And and at that time, I left the corporate world. You know, leaving the corporate world is one thing. And now, like the Israelites leaving Egypt, you know, I, I had at least my income, I had my stock options, I had my chauffeur-driven car, I had my executive assistant, and now all I had was my laptop and my mobile phone. 
And we prayed and prayed, and I, I read the Bible, I talked to God relentlessly, and God put me in front and said, Stephen, just like the people, with faith, they passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. He opened up a path for me. And that's when the first phone call came and said, Stephen, um, I have a couple of um, senior management uh, staff. I'd like you to impart your knowledge to them. Why don't you come train them? That started, that gave me a whole new direction. That uh, opened a new door. And so I started training and coaching young Chinese professionals working in Chinese private enterprises and multinationals. You know, it's always easy to kind of uh, go on bullet point and say, well, that, that happened and then I went on a new direction and then things kind of went well. Um, we are all sinners. And there has always been, there has always been the, the temptations, the desires of the flesh. That when hate hunters call and say, Stephen, why, why are you just doing training? You know, we have this startup and then you come, come join us in three years' time. You could be taking back uh, millions and millions. Another will call and say, Stephen, well, your wife is doing better now. Come back. Come back to and join the corporate world. We have these great jobs here. China is booming. China was booming at that time, huh? Yeah. Well, for you guys who just came two years ago, China is still booming, relatively speaking, seven, seven and a half percent. But when, when I was here at that time, China was growing at about 12, 13% a year. It was really booming. Jobs were plenty. Money was on the street. You know, so the cost kept coming, and we kept praying. And even the Apostle Paul told us, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Uh, answering a phone call from a headhunter is not sinful. Right? But the condition of our heart is paramount. And that's where we, we need the Holy Spirit guidance and protection as we go through life one step at a time. And, and that's when, when I started training and coaching young people, the Lord blessed me with more time with my family, spent more time with my daughters, but also more time to, to serve the church. I became MC. I started becoming a, a discussion leader at Bible Study Fellowship, uh, where uh, Mark Slive, where is Mark Slive? Yeah, he, he he is the teaching uh, leader there. And over four years ago, the elders of the church asked me to step in and serve as an elder. Each time we prayed about it, we prayed about it, and we seek His will. And uh, I have to tell you uh, what happened. Um, you know, I, I gave up my chauffeur-driven car happily, and we had a little MPV. So one fine day, as we came out of uh, where you were last weekend, uh, James, uh, the Lido Hotel in Beijing, yeah, I was ready to make an illegal left turn. I was ready, yeah. And I, and I did it. 
And suddenly in front of me appeared a taxi. Boom. So I say, man, of course, no discussion about it. It was my fault, right? So I gave my details. I paid for the damages. I claimed from insurance. So the MPV was in the garage for a week. One week later, Rosie and I again, we went happily, took the car. Everything looks really good, brand new. So we were driving down Qingshunlu, coming home. And uh, just after the fifth ring uh, demarcation, a taxi in front of us suddenly decided to stop. And we just go right, bang, boom. And the damage was even greater than a week ago. And I was like going, hmm, what is happening? I said, God, what are you doing? You know, what is happening? Actually, it was not God's doing. That was the week when I was praying about whether should I say yes when Mark Schleif asked me to serve as discussion leader for Bible Study Fellowship. When God wants us to step out and walk with Him, close to Him, we are going to be attacked. We are going to be attacked. It could be a, could be a little damage to the car. It could be an, a heated discussion in the family. It could be a sudden rebellion by your teens. Go to the Lord and pray. Pray for protection of our souls. And, um, and those years as we went on, uh, we had our money worries, of course. Uh, we had the insecurities of an unstable income. And each time we prayed relentlessly, we continue our walk. And God has always rewarded us. And just like when he gave bread and meat to the Israelites in the desert, he gave us enough. Enough for a good life. No BMW 7 Series. Uh, my dream car was always a Porsche 911. You know? But he gave us enough. But sometimes I'll be complaining. And even when I joined as the elder of the church, it took on a different dimensions. Rick and Robin, remember, and I was a predecessor to Robin. He was taking charge of... Um, logistics and organizations for the church. I was uh, handling finance. We, we prayed. We prayed daily because at that time, uh, after the economic recession in, uh, in, uh, uh, in the U.S., uh, we were running low on funds for, for quite a while at CCC. So we prayed. And, um, and, uh, and God, God has uh, answered the call for prayers. And actually, I have to learn from Robin here uh, is that... Um, he is such a man of faith because like uh, in Matthew chapter 6, you know, I miss my remote control. Uh, Tracy, the next one. Matthew chapter 6, 25. Uh, Jesus always tells us and he told Robin and Robin has complete faith in this. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. I will provide. And provide, he did for, for, for CCC. Yeah. And um, 
And as I reach out to the Chinese students, uh, in, into my four, fifth, and sixth years of uh, training them and coaching them, and preaching the word of God, uh, it dawns on me that each of us should always use what gift he has received to serve us. You know, I, I came from the corporate sector, so kind of God shaped me with the experience to guide others to become who I never could have been. I was a corporate man, but I was never a completely faithful man. So he's using my gift in that area, and maybe what gifts that he has blessed you with to reach out to others. And of course, there might be some who will receive the message. There will be others who may reject it. And here I'd like to encourage each and every one of us uh, never to lose hope. As Paul again mentioned, when they heard about the resurrection of the dead, some of them sneered. And I have had people, when I had coffee with them in a group, some would stand up and leave. But others say, Stephen, we want to hear you again on the subject of Jesus. Even if only two persons in a group of 50 said yes, that should be an encouragement for us. So ne- and I have learned over these years never to hold back And, and be part of God's grand commission. When Jesus told us, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Oh, it could be to business executives, it could be to our IEs, our drivers, the sweeper who clears our rubbish in the morning, the guy we meet on, on, at the queue at Starbucks, the guy serving at Starbucks, it all starts with a first, Ni hao. How are you? I'm a believer. Can I tell you more? In this continuing journey, as I head towards my middle age, yeah, why do I say as I head towards my middle age? When I think of Moses, how, how many years did Moses live? Oh, this is a big task. 120. So I'm not even halfway there yet. Yeah. Yeah. So when we think of Moses, if we just kind of a, of a quick, uh, quick, uh, quick, 
quick historical update here. Moses, Moses lived to 120. For the first 40 years of his life, he grew up in Egypt. He killed the Egyptian soldier. He went off into the desert, in, and uh, that's when he, he found his future wife, right? Spent 40 years there. Got to know God. Received his word. Became a man of faith. And God used him big time when he turned 80 to fulfill his grand plan to free the Egyptians of bondage, of slavery. And then he led the tribe and wandered in the deserts for another 40 years. My journey, my new journey, I'm barely into my eighth year. So as I move into middle age, I want to learn and obey Jesus and hope to become the good soil, as he told us in Matthew chapter 13, verse 23. But the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. I want to continue growing to become stronger, to produce fruit. Even if it takes another 40 years of this faithful walk with Jesus. So as I kept to my promise this morning, I, I did not tell jokes. I did not tell jokes. Yeah. Uh, what I'd like to ask each of us now and to encourage you and to a certain degree uh, for each of us to reflect on is a couple of questions. When we ask ourselves, what is my eyesight? It could be a career. It could be passion for something other than God? It could be golf, which at one stage of my life was also very dominant in my life. Second question, how can I be more like Abraham, Moses, Paul in my journey of faith? I have no answer for you. But I have, from my walk, I can only recommend and encourage you guys to pray and read Exodus, Numbers, Leviticus, and the books in the New Testament. Especially all those letters that Paul wrote to the Corinthians, the Ephesians, the Galatians. Third question. Who takes charge of my life? My answer in the past was I. I only went to God when I needed Him. 
Who takes charge of my life 24-7? The Holy Spirit? Pose yourself this question uh, these coming days. Last but not least, I hope that um, what I, what, what I um, relate to you this morning could be an encouragement to you, to each and every one of us, to become a relentless sower. When I first started reaching out to, to these young men and women, I was so eager to be a harvester. You know, harvesting is fun because you see the results. Huh? You see your crops growing fine and ripe and good and juicy. But, but God wants us to be the relentless sower. And um, before I close, I'd like to um, also encourage the, if, there are, if there are a couple of you here who have not um, uh, heard about Jesus, and this is the first time you have heard about Jesus, uh, and you would like to know more about Him, uh, we encourage you to stay on uh, after the service. Uh, the elders and others like myself will still be here. I would be happy to talk to you and also to pray for you. Uh, uh, pray with me now. Uh, let's close uh, in prayer. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, um, Father, we, we thank you. Thank you for who you are. You are a mighty and gracious God. You are a God that uh, loves, redeems, and forgives. Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for friends and families. We thank you for your words this morning, Father. I also ask for your forgiveness, Father, that should anything that I've said not reflect your will, Father, that you will forgive me. Father, we pray that you, you anoint and touch each and every one of us as we leave this place. Father, that you, uh, you let us be aware of, of, of uh, the questions that have been raised. Father, that you always uh, strengthen us, prom us, and let us know that uh, we are doing your will. Father, that we become relentless sower, that we become men and women of faith, uh, that, uh, so that people at the Lido, people who still do not believe you, who still do not know you, or people who still had not the opportunity to, to, to hear of your word, Father, or that you use us mightily to touch them, to reach out to them, and that we pray that many will come and claim Jesus in your name. All this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.